Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. I hope everything's been treating you right. You doing all right? You look a little worn out. Make sure you uh, do the classic hydration, as they all say out there in the broadsides. Oh, all right. Well, looks like Wingover's actually set up pretty early today. I think he's already chatting with the person from Battle Bards. You'll hop on over there. And then it was like, boom, just like that, the adventuring party split up, and, uh, old Wingover had to call it a day on adventuring. Oh, that's real sad. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so, too. I was quite upset, because I love adventuring, and I love going around places, and it's just it's one of my favorite things to do. But you, you travel around a lot, don't you, Gothzard? Yeah, being a ball of lizards, I generally travel quite a few places. I try to manifest myself into a larger lizard-like form, but I often leak other smaller reptiles. Oh, well, Gothazard, I think you look great. Doesn't he look great, travelers? I was just talking to Gothazard here about uh, all my, my travels as an adventurer and how I kind of miss them, to be honest, telling these tales of Death Shift, but you know what? I, uh, I can look back at them fondly. That's nice. Uh, yeah, oh, Gothzard, while you're here, might as well give you a spiel, right? Like, go ahead, drop that spiel. Yeah, so I'm from BattleBards. If you want to go ahead and just pop on by to BattleBards.com, and I think you'll really enjoy the different things we have there. Some sound effects, spell effects, you have some environmental, even some innkeepers, and it's just, it's really lovely. All the people here, Battle Bards, uh, just really enjoy doing this and making these sounds. So come on down to Battle Bards, use the promo code BALLAD7DICE, and uh, get yourself 15% off your subscription. Yeah. Uh, I'll wing over here. I'll, I'll just sit in the back here and do the sounds for you. Thanks. All right, let's see here. Where did we last leave off, travelers? Uh, oh, before I forget, we have a special promo at the end. Stick around for the Quest Company Junior. They're a nice family-friendly podcast, the end of the Bardic group. Uh, and they do uh, some lovely little uh, tales here, and I think you'll enjoy this one. It is called Pearl. It's a, it's a Pokemon one, a one-on-one -on -one Bardic tale. So there's one Bard and another uh, Bard in training, and uh, they just t they chat and do the story. I think you'll really love it, though. It's, it's a nice Pokemon theme. Uh, but yeah, I think where we last left you off, there was some big moments. We had everyone go like, whoa. And then MZ was facing off with that person who slit their own throat. I mean, that's scary. So definitely check that out, travelers. Uh, so, oh, I'm excited. Let's just get this show on the road. I present to you The Road to Nesme Part 5. Hey, I'm Brent, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen. Previously, on the Bound of the Seven Dice, our four heroes had met up with quite a few family and friends. They ran into Dan and Chenille from the Order of the Silver Shield. They ran into Yolanda, Borodon's sister, who was quite a bit older. And they also ran into Ronnie's daughter, Amelia. And after discussing a few things, they found out that Borodin, Borodon's father, had passed once more, and he was slain after a terrible fight with a mechanical foe. 
the healers decided to go to the Sundered Shield Tavern to try to relax and have a few drinks. Emsie went to go check things, being very cautious, catching me off guard if I might say so myself, and managed to see a red robe just in the alleyway. After checking to ensure that his party had their stones on them, he rushed out the door. So we'll pick it up from there. Emsie just, just ripped through, through that door. And the rest of you are just at the table going like, the fuck? Well, I'm going to follow MZ outside, catch up with him. Wait, Kelsar, where are you going? Well, MZ just ran out. I need to see what he found. Ah, damn it. That's why he asked about the stones. Um, well, okay, I'll go with you then. Ronnie? Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and stay away from my daughter. <laughs> okay. So she's wow. like, where are you guys going? Because she's still under the effect of a yep. real greasy charm person for another 50 minutes. Go to bed. I think she t- should totally come with us. <laughs> MZ, right when you bolt outside, you quickly look around. Roll me a quick perception check. 17. You're scanning around. You are certain that you saw the red robes of a cultist. You're looking around, looking around, and you can't see anything. There are people walking in the area. Every so often you see maybe a couple walking by talking, and you're just looking frantically, but there's nothing there. There's a number of alleyways this person could have gone down, but you're not entirely sure. And shortly after, you hear your friends quickly coming out of the tavern, their armor clanking. Okay. Emsy, what's going on? I don't know. I thought I saw something. What did you see? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, but what was it? Like, can you describe it for us? I think I saw a red robe. We should probably investigate them, just to be safe. Those cultists could have followed us here. So you mean maybe we're being um, followed or, I don't know, people are just watching us? That's extremely likely. Yes. So I I, ta- I asked Kamzi, uh, do you think you can track track the person or whoever? I don't know. I'll start heading towards the back lane where I thought I saw him. Okay. And then can I make a survival check there? Yep. 21. So you walk over to this back lane and you start looking around. There's a lot of rubbish and just garbage that's been piled up. Looks like a few homeless people might be sleeping back here. But you don't see anything that really stands out. You are very sure of your tracking skills, but trying to track someone's footprints on cement is not the easiest thing to do. Okay. This whole area is cobblestone, by the way, in this town, this walled city. I'll just tell everyone, I I can't track anyone on this. He could have gone left, could have gone right, I, I don't know. Do you think maybe we should split the party and look for him? No, I don't even know what I saw. Okay, maybe it was just like a ghost that you... Like those ghosts that you see on your peripheral vision, you mean? Like sometimes you you think that you saw something, but maybe it's just not, not it? Like maybe it's nothing? Maybe. I don't know. I think we should be on our guard anyways. But yeah, if, if we don't want to pursue... Like this person or whatever. Maybe you should just go back to the tavern. Uh, he's got a bird on has got a point, considering that we have not just us, but tons of people on our side together. It'd be foolish of them to attack us with just one guy, right? Yeah. Or maybe they're actually trying to ambush us. You know, like making us go after them and then... You know, dividing, maybe, or just, like, trying to get the four of us. Yeah, maybe yeah, United is, is better. We should stay together. There's safety in numbers, I agree. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so you guys head on back to the tavern? Yeah. Yeah. So walking back to the tavern, you guys feel a little uneasy, because it's never great whenever any of these cultists show up. You get back inside, and everyone's still sitting there with their food, their cautiously looking over at all of you as we come on in. And Chenille looks over at you, Kelsar. Is everything okay out there? Um, for now, yes. Um, it's possible that MZ could have C 
seen a cultist. But we can't say for sure. It's best that we, uh, we be on our guard to... We haven't really seen any cultists this far north. That's, that's really weird. We were in Waterdeep for quite some time, and there's a fair amount there. Yes, but we're a threat to them, though. What do you mean? How are you guys a... Well, I mean, I know you're a part of this chosen group, but... We've dealt with them many times before. Back in Sanctuary, and we've always came out on top, more or less. We defeated them. Every time they tried to attack us, we've always managed to take them down. Well, I, I think the biggest problem is there are so many, right? And there's only the four of us, so... Yeah. Dan speaks up. Why are you guys in Nesme anyways? We're on a rescue mission. Where are you going to rescue someone? And who are you rescuing? Actually, I think we're... We're looking for Sergeant Jeff, aren't we? Or no? Let me check. That is someone who the the squirrel said you could talk to to get some information. Diana was one of them we have to rescue, but there was someone we have to assassinate. Yeah, oh. we have. <laughs> it's um, it's a crazy it's elven a name. Wizard. It's a wizard, isn't it? Yeah, it's an elven wizard. One sec. It's. I, I went on to fantasynamegenerator.com, the best place for all the most authentic names. Found out my name. <laughs> That's the worst idea. Because now you can't remember his name. It's her yeah, name. Can't me mention Ron, his ask name. me Ronnie's actual name, Lucas. Oh, <laughs> man, that would be great. It's not, but that would be good. Ronnie has a really fucking fancy elven name. I thought Evan came up with it. No, I got off name yeah. generator. I don't know fucking elven names. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm like, wow, that's actually a really good elven name. Shit, how'd you come up with this? And Evan's like, oh, no, I just generated it. I was like, oh, <laughs> really kill the magic for me. But it's pretty it's pretty good, actually. Like, it's, it's said is, it is, I mean, I really like the name. Her name is Ilthias Spellsinger. So, she is a gold elf wizard. So, if Miss Spellsinger was like a warrior then their parents would be very i don't know sad about it well uh, know, like... there's a type of elven warrior called the uh, a blade singer and uh -huh. oh yeah there are people who combine magic and fighting and they're pretty powerful mm -hmm. so you remember that you have to assassinate ilthias spell singer okay so amelia looks over ever so happily at her father ronnie so where are these people at? Where you got to rescue them from? How long was it since we went outside, Lucas? Probably like two minutes. I thought I told you to go to bed. Uh, oh, I'm not really tired. Oh man, aren't you really tired though? No, I'm. I'm an elf, so I don't. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> I don't sleep. No. Wait a minute, because I'm only a half elf. She's got to be like quarter elf at best. She's three quarter elf. So a uh, person who's three-quarter elven, they could choose their human side or their elven side to take more part of. And she chose her elven side because it was what her mother was. Oh, shit. Ooh. All right, well, go meditate. We're going to leave soon. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, where are we going? we got to go find someone and then kill someone else. I think we're killing Diurna. No, we're not killing oh. Diurna. <laughs> oh, we're not? Oh. No. We're saving her. Saving Diurna. Killing wizard. Two different right, things. Uh, what was that plan? Is this just out in the wilds? Or where is this at? Is it back in Sanctuary? No, not really. It's uh, in... I think... Okay. Can anyone remember the name of the city that they're going to? Arkham. There you go. Arkham, right. Oh, uh, you never been to Arkham, have you? Uh, they all look at you real, like, stunned. You're going to Arkham? That's Dorham City. Yeah, we, we know it. I mean, we, we didn't have a say on that. We're just, like, going. We have to do this. Well, what if she's there? Then we'll deal with it. Do you want us to come with you? I only made four disguises. Well, but I think it would be a good idea, no? 
I mean, maybe they could... I mean, okay. Maybe they don't have to actually infiltrate with us. But maybe they could be the plan B. We can just leave like a stone, uh, a scryer stone with them. And uh, is it like the scryer stone? Which, is, which one is like the stone that we can talk to each other? Like the walkie-talkie. Communication. Oh yeah, we can just leave like a communication stone with them. And, uh, and if things go south, maybe they can be our plan B. What do you guys think? Not a bad idea. We could probably just send them in instead of us going. Yeah, that that's that's shitty. That's very rony of you. <laughs> yeah, everyone looks real uncomfortable with that suggestion. Just look. That's very rony. That's so rony. Yeah, very rony. Wow. Yolanda speaks up. Um, Bordon, if you're going into Arkham, what are you planning to do there? Are you? So you said you're trying to rescue someone, but. Who is it you're trying to kill? Our name is Althias Spellsinger. And uh, she's, I think she's the headmaster wizard there. I, I don't know if I could actually say that. Um, she's the one that actually is holding the barrier, you know, like the defense barrier in Arkham. So you guys all notice this. When you say that name, Amelia and Yolanda look at each other. Like, oh shit, kind of look. Why? I mean, do you know her? Um, yes. She's another planewalker. We used to travel with her for a little bit when we were in Sigil. She kind of taught us the ropes. I didn't think that she would come here, let alone work for Dorum. Well, maybe you guys got played or something. Maybe you were used. Do you think that maybe she's working against our will? You think so? Dorum is powerful. It's possible. Mm. Maybe Dorum, Dorum has something on her. Like enough to make her work for him? For her? It's not impossible. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Would, would it work? I mean, of course. It's us. But, uh, but would it work for him if he had something on you? If her... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> mixing the genders. So, would you work for her if you had something on you? Um, I would do everything I could not to, but I mean, it really depends. She held Mons Ragnum in the palm of her hand. We were powerless against her. It's also possible that she could be possessed, too. It's true. Something could be wearing her form. Uh, something like Matthew? What is Matthew's? He's a very powerful wizard that is currently in the in the body of a of a cleric. That son of a bitch. Dan looks over. Do you mean the ghoulish one? The ghoulish yes, one. Yes, the ghoulish one. The ghoulish exactly. one that killed all of our order. The ghoulish one that burned down a city because of. Is he in Arca? Uh, we don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We don't know. No, we don't. Yeah, we're just thinking that maybe the ghoulish one actually took the body of Spellsinger. Maybe. He can hop through bodies pretty quick. Matthews will die, no matter the cost. What what happens to, like, the other body? Do you guys know? When Matthews leaves, uh, like, the ghoulish one leaves a body, what happens to its, like, its host? It falls apart. Oh, it just dies. He eats the soul. He uses oh. it as an energy to keep the body intact and to use his abilities. And once the soul's all burnt out, the body just starts melting. It starts falling apart. Is he like a parasite? He is a parasite. He, he very much acts like one. We did some research on the ghoulish one, and the terrifying thing is... As far back as the entire records of the Order of the Silver Shield go, the ghoulish one was already a very old thing. I don't know what he is. He could be a parasite. He could be the soul of someone. He could be a demon. He could be anything. There's so little information aside from the atrocities that he continues to cause. So you wouldn't know if... if I don't know if we trap him. I mean... <laughs> That's far-fetched, but like, if, if it could just starve off 
if he didn't have like a host mm. or if he hosts died I'm just thinking that maybe eventually we'll have to kill him when his host died back in the pocket dimension he was just gone after that we didn't see him but then later on we found out he was here I don't think his host dying necessarily kills him but I think it sends him somewhere and we need to find out where he goes then like th that's unfortunately just speculations maybe we should just focus on I don't know rescuing uh, Diurna well, if Diana's captured, I mean, she's one of our own. We have to save her. We will. Elstar, if that's what's going on, me and Chenille can get in there with you. We can help you. Try to rescue her. You could focus on the wizard, and we'll go try to save Diana. Like, I'll be very honest with you guys. I'm not the best person to infiltrate. So, if I can be, like, on the group... That actually, like, we'll need to, like, some brawl, you know, some strength. If either rescuing Diana is the one that will need more brawl, or if killing spells linger is the one that actually needs people that, I mean, that won't go disguised, that's the group that I should be in, because I'm not the best person to blend in. That's up to you guys to decide. I love that. <laughs> As always, our solution to any problem is split the party. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 it's not splitting the party. Is I mean... <laughs> Just separating really... your two groups. <laughs> no, yeah. yes, I guess. But now the party is twice the size. So technically, we're not splitting. We are shuffling. We are rearranging the party. <laughs> I, love, I was listening to you guys uh, in that Western one. And Cassie was saying, uh, oh, it's not like in D&D, you guys can split the party. And you guys, like, everyone at the same time was like, oh, you've never heard of us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost killed you so many times for it. The one time I killed someone is when you were all together, though. That's true. If I had, I don't know, used my, my Hadouken... The only reason you guys have lived so long is because I roll so shitty. You, Brent, you even saw it when we were over at Evans. Yeah. I couldn't roll over a five. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, me just rolling. And never mind the fact that I, that I have yeah. I have twenty two AC, so I'm just a bitch the head. Yeah, it's it's been a blast. All right, so what would you guys like to do? You're you're here in Nesme. You know that Arkham is one day's travel to the east. By horse? Uh, on foot. So if you went on by horse, you could probably cut that down to like a third. So like a, you know, like uh, six, seven hours. Yeah, because we do have our pocket horses, right? Yep. Like the Capsule Corporation horses? That's right. Pocket horse, <laughs> gotta catch them all. <laughs> Ride them all. I think assassinating this lady should be our first priority, and we should try to do that first, and then rescue Diherna. These other people can try to rescue her while we attempt to assassinate this lady. If they fail their mission, then we go and rescue her after we're done the first objective. Well, I'm down for it. Who's to say they won't kill her, though, if they fail? I don't know. Don't worry, we'll get there. <laughs> we faced a lot of Dorum's minions. We've even been facing off against one of her generals. We will save Diurna. Should like should we go first, or should you guys go first? Mm. One of the two groups will alert, like the the soldiers. So it should be done at the same time then. While they're trying to rescue Diurna, we will go on. That would cause a lot of confusion for the enemy, that's true. Yes. If we were both doing it at the same time. If we, if one person does something first, like they go and rescue her, then we go to assassinate. Well, if she's been rescued, they're going to be on high alert. Guards could be doubled. I mean, everything is very theoretical, right? Because, I mean, they can find her uh, uh, before us or we can just find Spellsinger uh, before them. 
and uh, I think that the like the group that's actually going to uh, go infu uh, through infiltration should be the first one, right? Well, I think it should all take place at the same time. Well, sure. Alright, so do you guys know where Diarna is, and do you know where this spell singer is? No. And maybe our first objective would be trying to gather some information about Arkham. Is there anyone that you know that might have information on Arkham in the city here? No, we haven't been here for very long. We were just stopping by. We were going to go further north. Borden had a hunch about something, but... But we can try to look around. This town's only, ha what, a day away from Arkham? We should just ask around. Someone must know something. There's a good chance in the taverns that maybe there's performance there. Didn't Randolph say that Sergeant Jeff had some information? That's true. He said he might, yeah. Uh, obviously, that should be our best contact. Yeah, for sure. Because if there are any spies, right, and we, I don't know, try to get information from them, they will alert um, people on Narcom. So. That's a good point. Yeah. Alright, so what's the plan? Well, I'd say. Well, never mind. I would say that we all split up into groups. Good information, but <laughs> I know how well that goes. You could. I mean, like you said before, you have a lot of people here. You have eight people all together. So eight people split up into groups of two, or got two groups. We each handle one side of the city. Okay. Okay, but what's actually the plan? We're going to go and ask people around? I guess one of us goes to um, Sergeant Jeff and then other around town, maybe taverns or something. I feel like four people like just wandering around town looking in taverns is going to alert someone. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, what did you suggest? How about Ronnie and I go around and see what we can find since he's more charismatic and you guys go find... Uh, Sergeant Jeff. I was thinking that maybe we could go straight, like everybody could go to Sergeant Jeff at the same time, mm -hmm. and maybe he could point out people that we could talk to, you know? Well, we have the communication sphere, so we don't actually need to all be there to talk to him. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true, I guess. I mean, if we're... I'd like, it would probably make more sense if you guys were... If you guys have a general idea... To get more in position, I guess, or like in a different area of town, so that we aren't wasting much time, like all going there and then splitting up. Well, works for me. I mean, I'm just a little bit concerned that we may raise some red flags, you know. I mean, but uh, as adventurers, right, we can just roam around. It's not like that. That would be suspicious. What would be suspicious if we, if Sorry, if we start asking uh, like the wrong questions to the wrong people or the right questions to the wrong people. Well, considering that there was possible that we ran into a cultist already, I would say there's a good chance they already know we're here. Mm -hmm. And we should be quick because we want to try to beat them to Arkham. That's a good point. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're wasting too much time here. All right. So what are the groups and where are we going? Is there a portal to dorm? Nope, not that we're aware of. Uh, wait. He looks over at Amelia and Yolanda. You two. You can open up portals to anywhere. Could you open up one to Arkham? And they both look very uncomfortable. We've tried before and we weren't able to get into there. It's, it's sealed with something. But just beside it, so we aren't traveling the entire way. <laughs> we could definitely do that, yeah. Why don't we do that then? Last chance of alerting them too. Why don't we, uh, I guess the harder part is getting in the city. Like, should we have people wait back and then once we know something, have them come through? The information you were given was that there's a device outside that you could use that'll get you into Arkham. Do we know which device or how it looks like or? Uh, they just said they talk into it. Oh. That's the information they were given from Opus. Oh. Sergeant Jeff it is, I guess. So you guys know he is, or at least he's supposed to be, near the gate that you guys entered in. And a gnome. Yep. 
So is that where you go? Sure. Uh, is it the four of you or the eight of you? Probably just the four of us. Yeah, four. So the four of you march over there. It doesn't take very long, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it's starting to dip a little more towards the evening now. A lot of people are still walking around. A lot of soldiers look very tired. You see a lot of wounded soldiers. And they're just patrolling the area. You see a lot of people are on these walls looking around. And when you make it to the gate, you see there is a fresh set of new soldiers there compared to the ones that you saw before. And you see a gnome with a very large handlebar mustache walking back and forth. I think that's Sergeant Jeff. Is he wearing something different, like a... He's wearing, like, a, the guard outfit. Okay, but this guard outfit, is it, like, does it have some sort of, I don't know, like, embroidery? What's it called? Embroidery. 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 Like a different embroidery? Uh, make me a perception check. Uh, 20. So you look, and right away you spot there's uh, some markings on his shoulder that signify that he's uh, higher up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell the group that. I think he's uh, Sergeant Jeff. Look at, like, those marks on his suit. He probably is a, a higher-ranking like officer there. I mean, doesn't need to be him, but maybe he's someone that we can ask about Sergeant Jeff. Sure. Let's go talk to him, then. So you guys wander up, and this little gnome, he looks over at you guys. He's about three and a half feet tall. What is it that you want? <laughs> Such a deep voice. Sergeant Jeff, uh, my companions and I, we're heading to uh, Arkham. Why would you go to such a place? We're on a mission. And I was we were informed that you would have information for us. Who gave you this information? I just say uh, we're going to go kill Spellsinger. Randolph told us you had information on Arkham. Uh, roll me a persuasion with advantage. Fourteen. He looks over you guys. He starts hemming and hawing. He sees the symbol on your left hands. All right, it looks like you're with Randolph, all right. Hmm. You want to get into Arkham, eh? Well, that place, that place is a hellhole. It's covered in walls, large, large walls. No one can get past it. They say there's a device outside, you just talk into it, and you end up inside. What do you want to know about Arkham? Want to know how to get in? Just talk into the device outside. What device? It's this weird, tall rectangle. There's a little bit you take off one area, you put it up to your ear, and you talk into the other bit. What do you say? I don't know. I've never gone in. A few of my people have told me a little bit about Arkham. We know there's a large keep. On top of a tall hill there, seems to be where their lord stays. And there's also a large coliseum over a river. There's a strange river that flows through Arkham, but there's no river around it. Their leader stays in what part? A large keep that's on a, this hill. Good chance that that's Dorum. We're not going after her. How about army strength? Anything that, any weaknesses we can exploit? There's a lot of mercenaries there. If you're going in, they'll probably just think you're mercenaries. Good to know. And any weaknesses we can exploit, though? Not that I'm aware of. They're all crazy in there. Strange monsters prowling about, eating their dead. Huh. What? I thought it was all fairy folk talk, but a few people came back before they closed off their walls for good. And that's when I started hearing these tales. It's all demon worship, if you ask me. Hmm. Won't have none of that in here, not in Nesme. Do we have any informants in there? Hmm. If there was anyone, they'd be dead. Shit. Just a question. How come Arkham never actually attacked? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's awkward, right? I mean, Nesme is so close to Arkham. There's been a lot of weird creatures that have been attacking Nesme. These mutated hill giants, they've been prowling all over. Three arms, two heads, warts all over them, all sorts of strange deformities, and they just attack on sight. And now there's some new, weird, inky black cloud that just kills everything near it. Almost got some of our riders. Oblivion. Yes. Oblivion? 
Mm-hmm. We came into contact with it. I managed to bend it off. What did you do? How did you hit it? I can't explain it other than the fact that I just managed to harness this energy within me and fire it towards the creature. Damn it. It nearly destroyed my arm. All right. Well, if you guys are going into Arkham, just be careful of what you see in there. It's enough to drive a man mad. Can I roll to persuade to see if he has any supplies we can use? What kind of supplies are you asking for? Healing items, most likely, or invisibility items? Yeah, you can ask. Um, sir, if I may, is there any items that you have that might be of use to us that would help improve our chances of survival? Like healing items, invisibility items, something to help us be more stealthy. If we would have had anything like that, we would have used it long ago. We're low on supplies. These giants have been fighting us for months. Look at our soldiers. They're all wounded. Barely stand up. Terrified. We don't have anything to spare. Did, like, these mutations start to appear after they finished uh, walling Arkham? Yes, actually. We figured it was something they tossed out some weird magics or uh, maybe some pollution coming from their city. Kind of like what happens with Waterdeep. But... We're not certain. We haven't had a chance to investigate. That's something we... I tell the group that maybe that's something we could do after. Definitely so. If we survive? Yeah, but maybe helping Nesme would be something good for us as well. Be worth looking into for sure. Yeah. How many soldiers are wounded here right now? Couple hundred. Yeah, you definitely need those supplies more than we do. <laughs> yeah. I apologize, sir. It's fine. Just uh, take care of yourselves out there. I have to go back and make sure that everybody's doing their job. He starts marching up towards the gate. Thank you for your time, sir. We won't fail. You betcha. Thank you very much. I'm gonna... Could I maybe go see if there's a blacksmith nearby? Let's see if I can maybe get more powerful, get more powerful stuff. How much money do we have anyway? Well, I have 400 gold that I am not using, so. <laughs> yeah, I have like 504, but I don't know exactly. Yeah. The only one who really spent any money was Ronnie, honestly. And, uh, and I got most of that back. Yeah, Kelsar also spent some money on a potion, I think. Yeah. Or two. I've been hoarding my money as well. I got 550 gold pieces. So, I could, I would like to see if I can maybe get some better... Maybe a new sword or something. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely look around. We, we could ask Jeff. He's already wandered off, but there are other guards here. Oh, okay. Are, are there any that aren't, like, in crippling pain? Uh, there's one guy, he's just bruised up. He's just leaning on a spear. All right. Uh, I'm going to approach him. Oh, can I help you, sir? Uh, you certainly can, but let me help you first. And then I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on him. Oh, nice. Roll it. I heal uh, five total. So you put your hand on his shoulder, and this energy courses right through him, and you see all of his wounds heal up. He looks down at his body. It's a miracle. Oh, my God. You a cleric? Uh, not quite. Uh, yes, but actually, no. Um, Kelsa, bring him with us. No. Oh, I, I, don't I, I like his voice. Oh. No. Oh, no. God damn it, Ryan. Please. Okay. Uh, please ignore my friend. Uh, I'm frightened. <laughs> you should be. Okay. So, um, actually, I was wondering if you could uh, direct me to the nearest black... Uh, who's the best blacksmith in town? Um... That's old Cinderbeard. Cinderbeard. Just down the street over there. And he points further down the street. You see there's a large building. Uh, it looks like they have some armor in their windows. Excellent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head over there right away. Thank you, sir. Oh. I'm going to meet some new gear. So, is that where you guys are heading? Yeah, I'll go with Gelser. Ronnie Emsy? Yeah, I'll go with them. Uh, I don't want to go with them. I'll do something else. Where are you going to go? I don't know. What else is even around? 
Uh, you're not sure. I mean, you smell some good food coming around, although you did just eat. We just did just eat, yeah. You have a new outfit. I do have a new outfit. I'm going to see. There's got to be a merchant quarter. Maybe I can get some more people to pay for advertising. <laughs> All right. So we'll start off with the three of you guys. You wander over and you see there's this large shop and it has uh, quite a large smokestack at the back of it. You see smoke is just going through there. It's like this blackish color. And you open up the door to this smithy shop and just this wave of heat hits you. And it's like the fall, so it's fairly cool outside and it just washes over you. And you smell the smell of just burning and like heated metals and you can hear this banging in the back Uh, (laughs) it does remind me of monregnum yeah uh, actually bordon when you're looking around you notice there is a bit of a dwarven touches to each of these designs as you're looking well (laughs) the blacksmith is called (laughs) cinderbeard i thought that is probably uh a uh, dwarf. Yeah. So you guys look at the back and you see there's a dwarf, of course. He's smashing down on this sword. Like he's just hammering away. And you see he has this big red bushy beard. He has an eye patch. And he has, like, he's completely bald. And he has these tattoos that are all over his skull. And he's hammering away and he looks up at the lot of you. What can I do for you all? I say, actually, I change my mind and then uh i'll tell kelsar and uh borodon then i'll meet them at the tavern at sundown and then i just leave as you wish sounds good damsey do, do, do you need something no it's okay okay your name's cinderbeard yeah and mz walks out the door i hear you're the best in this in town that's true what does you need so i take out my gold bag I put it in. I put it in front of him. I say, and I take out my sword too. I need something stronger than this. What kind of sword are you using? Uh, long sword. It's just a simple long sword. Yeah, like just long sword, no plus anything. And uh, he looks over at you, Bordon. And what do you want? Um, would you have a cape that would help uh, me? I don't know, like hide better. Like a magical cape? I could look at what I have. How much money do you two have? So I know what I'm grabbing you. I have 450 gold. Hmm. I have 500, but every like we can just discuss like the price. And uh, we are actually here to help Nesme. So maybe you would, I don't know, see, see our point and maybe we can discuss about the price like i said hmm all right so he starts digging through his stuff he's looking through weapons he's pulling up things he's looking at kalsar shaking his head putting it down he takes out uh one long sword and he lays it down he looks around a little bit more and then he takes out what looks like a a great sword and it's quite large, and he sets it down. Why don't you pick these up? See how it feels. Well, the great sword would be like a two-handed weapon. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, pick up the great sword, and I look at it. I'm like, hey, get, ah, get, man, this is nice. Yeah, you pick it up, and it's hefty, but you know you can hold it up pretty well. And this thing, it's it's not as long as you are, but it's pretty damn big and it's dwarvish make so it's very uh like a very wide blade and it barely has any hilt to it and you see like it it's wide and it goes up for a while until it finally starts going towards the point and there's two bloodlets that go down the middle of it beautiful can can you use your shield with that Kelser? beautiful blade but it'd be too heavy for me to deal with just one hand hmm I would be ashamed to lose a lot of the defenses I have, too. Um, so I put it down respectfully, gently, in front of him. And then I pick up the long sword. This sword, you feel it, like, resonating with you. You're holding on to it. This power is yeah. blowing into you. What's your alignment? Uh, lawful good. 
Do you feel uh, like this sword, it, it's like speaking to you? Like this is, not literally, but like the, you feel good holding on to it. You watch as the handles, uh, or the hilt of the sword starts shifting and adjusting itself. It looks like two wings coming down and uh, like a circular, uh, a circle with a cross in it. And then the blade juts up. And then it's almost like another sectional part of it goes even further up. Do a bit, you practice swings in the air away from them, just like. It feels real good. What's its stats? <laughs> Game time! <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at this blade, and he steps up beside you. Ah, that thing. It was left by a paladin a while ago. Everybody's trying to pick it up. Doesn't do a hell of a lot for him. Looks like it likes you, though. It's got the same kind of holier-than-thou jargon up there in that skull of yours. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, even holy men sin once in a while. In a while. Mm. Uh, how much for the blade? You give me that sword, you give me all your gold, and you go out there and you do something for this goddamn town, and that blade's yours. Can I persuade him? You could try I got uh, 11, but never mind. What do you say to try to persuade him? You know what? I was thinking of being selfish here, but you know what? It's a fair price. I'm gonna put my gold on the counter as well as my old sword. All right, he takes it. And your old sword had like the emblem of the silver shield and like it had a, a fancy scabbard, but he takes it and he puts it in the back, sets your gold underneath the counter, and he hands you a scabbard for the sword, and it's very ornate. It's this, like, steel gray with this gold, um, like, etchings into it, and as well as, like, sidings on it. Nice. What's the stats? This sword is plus one. Yes. And it has uh, currently four charges inside it. Four charges? So every morning, it regains... 1d4 charges you could use the charge to make your sword shed a bright light that'll be uh, 20 feet in radius and you can have that just until you dispel it or you could have your sword uh, deal one additional radiant uh, 1d10 radiant damage on an attack <laughs> wait every like as long as it's in, like enchanted or, like, as long as it's on. It, it costs a charge to do that. Oh, okay. Like, he, he has four charges in his sword, so if he chooses to do, like, the d10 extra damage, it costs mm -hmm. a charge. And then every morning, it gains back one d4 charges. So there's a potential that he just rolls a one, and he only gets one of the charges back that day. Suddenly, life has new meaning to me. There's beauty up above that you never take notice of. You wake up and suddenly you're in love. And Kelsar is canonically saying this while holding this. Yes. <laughs> All right. And you were looking for a cloak, right? Correct. Oh, man, I'm going to raise some hell with this thing. So what do you want to do with this cloak, boy? I'll try to infiltrate Arkham. I, <laughs> I'm mm. not a boy. <laughs> Going right into their headquarters, eh? Correct. He starts, like, looking around his stuff. I like you. You're a dwarf with guts. Hey, that's where I'm going, too. <laughs> good. Put that sword to use. It's been sitting here collecting dust. Oh, I've got to put it to good use, all right. Thank you very much, Cinderbeard. Thank you, Cinderbeard. Mm. He pulls out this cloak, and uh, he unfurls it. It has this um, little elven pin at the front of it that you clip it together at the neck. Mm -hmm. Got this from an elf. He wanted to trade it out for something else, but he said it helps him just blend in. So I check if it's too long, since it was from an elf, right? You can feel that it's magic, so it'll probably adjust to you. Mmm, it fits. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Um, how much for it? How much do you have? I do have 504, but I still need uh, provisions. I'll take 400. Well, works for me. Um, and <laughs> like, like Kelser said, what's the status? Uh, this will. So if you have armor that gives you a disadvantage at hide, mm -hmm. it'll take that away. So I have scale mail. Does it have like disadvantage? Uh, yes, it does have disadvantage. So this will take that away. Mm -hmm. And it also gives you a plus two to your stealth roll. Oh, that's good. So I just I give him like the four hundred, and I thank him. Of course. Like I, I shake his hand, and I like and I show my golden arm. Do you shake his hand like mid forearm kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like it's that dwarven thing. He grabs onto your forearm. You grab onto his, and you give the shake and the the silent nod. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, "Well." I have to get to repairing the guard's armor, so why don't you get on out? Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Been a pleasure. You just hear him get back to start hammering away. All bad. All bad. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm just like, stab, 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 stab. <laughs> so I, I have to tell you, Kelser, uh, even though like it seems like a, a good sword, remember, just, just be careful with the charges. And... If it actually, like, creates, uh, like, a sphere of light, um, just be careful, like, during the infiltration, right? Don't, don't, don't use the charges. You're lawful good, though. The radiant damage won't hurt you. No, it's, uh, the light is if he chooses to activate it. He can activate it and turn it, like, basically into a torch, if he wants. Yeah. I know. I know. that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it would become, like, a beacon. Right, and if we are infiltrating, the last thing that we need is a beacon of light. You know. That's a good point. Showing your position—that that's literally what I'm saying. I, I think that goes without saying, Ordon. <laughs> or does it? So, Ronnie, you are strutting through town, and you're looking for a marketplace. Yeah. Uh, roll me an investigation. <laughs> Got nine. That's a first. You yeah. keep going up to people and like just trying to ask them where the market is. But your jacket just kind of, it's so gaudy. A lot of people don't really want to talk to you. And the few people who do talk to you, it's just like, uh, um, it, it's so late in the evening. The marketplace is closed. All right. Uh, you know what? I have a new plan to make some, some, uh, quick bucks yeah uh i'm gonna go back to the tavern okay i don't know if we're taking time for that and i'm going to uh talk to whoever's running it see if i can put on a little show sure all right so ronnie you start heading back towards the tavern mz while you are walking out of the store you get onto the street there's still people that are going back and forth and like going to their places maybe some people are getting off work what is it you're doing I want to look for, uh, I don't know, I just wanted to go for a walk, I guess. And um, trying to not use player character knowledge, but I want to go to the church of Joaquin. Even though I, my character is not religious, right? So I'm trying to think of how do I find myself there. You could We could say you go for a walk, you're just trying to clear your mind and you, you can end outside there. So, uh, MZ, you're walking along, and you start going towards what you can make out to be a temple. It's a fairly large building, and so it towers a bit over the other ones. You see that there's this symbol outside. It looks like it's a coin with this woman with long, flowing hair looking off to the side. And it must be some kind of merchant god or trading god. You're not too sure. Can I make an in some... Uh, I don't have knowledge religion. Um, can I make an, some kind of knowledge check to see if I know who this god is? I'll let you make just an intelligence check. Yeah. Because someone fucked up my intelligence. Fuck! Nine. <laughs> yeah, it, basically just what I told you. Uh, it seems like it's some kind of merchant god. Okay. 
Yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to think right now. Maybe I'll go inside. Alright. You step on inside and the doors open up. You see there is a woman, she has long golden robes, and she's just setting up a few candles near what looks like a, a fairly large altar. Everything in here looks very well kept. It looks uh, not super expensive, but it looks very nice. There's a lot of golds and reds in here. And you see again that holy symbol at the end of the hallway or the end of the room here with this large altar. It looks like someone stands at it and talks. And the woman turns towards you. Ah, welcome. The golden lady blesses you, friend. How can I help you? I have no idea why I'm here. Hmm. That happens to some more often than you'd think. Why don't you have a seat? I'll sit. So she comes over and she's leaning against one of the chairs. Has there been a lot on your mind? A lot troubling you? Yes. What are some of the things that are bothering you? Maybe I can help you. Sometimes just talking about things can help you think them through. I think I'm being followed and we're possibly going to go on a suicide mission. Me and my fr- me and my friends. Why are you going to go on this mission? Are you trying to protect someone? I'm just caught up in something that I feels like I didn't have a choice. That happens to a lot of us. Life is a chaotic swirl. We often try to make sense of it, but we don't exactly have a lot of control of it. Do you want to go on this mission? <sighs> kind of. What would happen if you didn't? I don't know. Do you feel like you don't have a lot of control of your life right now? Yeah. What's your name? MZ. What is it you want to do, MZ? What is it that you actually want to do? Not what society tells you what to do, not what your, I don't know, your boss or whoever it is is commanding you or even what your people want you to do. What is it you want to do, MZ? I'll just, I, uh, I stand up and I donate 50 gold to this church and I just say thanks when I walk out. So you, you put this gold in there and as you're stepping outside, you just take a quick glance over your shoulder and there's no one in that church. There's, you look in there, you take a, a better look. There's nowhere that that woman could have gone. There's just no one there. And you look down at the street and right in front of you, it's piercing through the cobblestone. There's a set of daffodils that have grown up. And you just, a part of you feels a little hopeful. I'll take it. So you pick these daffodils up? Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll pick them. When you hold them, when you look at them, you just, you feel a little more relaxed. You feel like you're in control. I'll just put them in my pocket and then, uh, yeah, go. I don't know. So, MZ, you're standing out there, and you feel uh, a little strange. You've never gone to a church before. Was there a reason that you wanted to go? Because I know that, well, MZ doesn't know, but I know that some of the people this God deals with. And sneaking into Arkham, I thought, hey, she could help. But MZ doesn't know that, so Mm. I don't know. Because he just doesn't really understand the gods. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll go back to the tavern, I guess. I'm trying to not use player character knowledge, you know. Oh, for sure. While you're on your way back, what's your passive perception? And, Ronnie, what's your passive perception? So, 11. So, MZ, 
you're walking past and uh, you're going through town, you're making it back to the Sundered Inn or the Sundered Shield Tavern and you see once again that flash of red and just in the nick of time you saw it and you lean back your coin pouch where you have quite a bit of your gold a bunch of it spills out onto the ground as you're leaning and then you slip on this gold and this arrow nails the wall right in front of you like right where you should have been and Ronnie, while you're walking back to the tavern, you look over and you see just MZ land on the ground in a pile of his money, and there's an arrow in the wall. Uh, okay. Well, I'm gonna go help him up. Can I? I see. I see the red though. Yeah, you saw the red go down. Uh, go down an alleyway. They shot an arrow at you. Can I use Misty Step to move as far as I can, and then so that I can chase? Ronnie, you run over, you quickly help MZ up while MZ is just looking over at the alleyway, and then you see MZ turns into mist and he suddenly, you see the mist just snake towards the alley. And then it forms back up into him, and MZ, you're looking down this alley and there's this cultist who's staring at you, smiling. Well, I didn't know Death Shift was here. How pleasant. And they slit their throat. Oh, okay. And then drop the knife and just collapse to the ground and start bleeding out. Greetings, travelers. Well, you probably noticed that episode got pretty heated, didn't it? Those players were quite uh, on edge from everything that happened. And I'm not going to lie, it uh, it got a little heated, for sure. But don't you worry, from here on out, we actually decided to implement a, a few new rules, Traveler. For instance, our players won't be able to necessarily roll to... Uh, persuade, intimidate, or uh, coerce another into doing something. We we decided we all talked. We're like, you know, it's a good idea. Let's just not do that then, eh? And, uh, yeah, so don't you worry. We we put a few safeguards in place to, to help with the heat. But it happens. This game is... But it happens. This, this way of storytelling, we all get very invested in our characters, and we all really hold on to these beings that we, we'd love to portray, and before we know it, we're so far into it that uh, our feelings get a little mixed, and that's okay. But as long as everyone's fine at the end of the day. Uh, well, Travers, thanks so much for coming in for this, ooh, this heated tale. Our heroes are now in Arkham. Oh, I never thought they were gonna get all the way to Arkham, but you know what? They did it. They did it, and they're going to win it. I hope. Oh boy. You shall see, travelers. Uh, and if you ever feel like it, go ahead, pop on over to the iTunes. Toss that review over in there, or the Stitch Air if you prefer the web portal. And uh, yeah, thanks for all your support, travelers. If you want some more fun uh, Battle of the Seven Dice stuff, hop on over to patreon.com uh, slash Battle of the Seven Dice and you can find our good stuff there. And Treat yourself to some dice and dice bags. Stroll on over to the store, Easy Dice Roller, and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's pretty rad, I'd say. Well, travelers, it's time for me to settle on down, because I'm wiped out from today. I bid you all adieu. Hello friends, my name is Jonah Jackson. I'm the Game Master on Quest Company Jr., an actual play RPG podcast that's fun for the whole family. You can join us for fun adventures in our series, Guardians of Greenwood and Postcards Yo, from Pearl. are you talking about me? Oh, uh, hey Pearl, yeah, I was just about to tell him oh, all about oh, I you. I want to help. My name is Pearl, I'm 10 years old, I'm a super cool Pokemon trainer. My best friend is a seal named Sealy. Or, or? I'm 
exploring the Kanoko region to become the very best like no one ever was. Oh, yeah, Kanoko is a brand I'm new region. I'm making a lot of new friends, and I'm trying to take down Team Nasty. Well, those guys are no good. Yeah, they steal Pokemon and turn them into shadow Pokemon. What the heck? Well, if there's anyone who can stop them. It's a 10-year-old who was raised on a cruise ship. Or, or. Okay, Celia and I are going to go train. See you later. Bye, Pearl. If you want to follow Pearl's adventures, check out Quest Company Jr. wherever you get your podcasts. Quest Company Jr. Fun at the table, fun for the family.